Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinny Wiley. This week, five senior Pacific Island internationals have been named in New Zealand Super Rugby teams for the 2020 campaign, while the Fiji Rugby League team have won promotion to the top tier of the Oceania Cup. But first, the Fiji women's seven team have sealed their berth at next year's Tokyo Olympics after outclassing Papua New Guinea 36-0 in the Oceania qualifying final at the weekend, while Australia clinched their place in the men's draw coming from two tries down to defeat Samoa 19 points to 12 in the deciding match. The Manu Sevens coach, Sir Gordon Titchens, says a yellow card in either half proved too much to overcome. Yeah, you know, it was a tough one to take, I, I think. You know, losing after being up 12-0, and, and I suppose it comes back to, you know, defining moments. And, and of course, um, we basically played six minutes for that particular final with, with six men, which was really, really tough. And I thought certainly the first half, even down to... Six men for a while. We played particularly well to be up 12 and a half time. But I, I had this feeling that Australia would bounce back, and uh, and we'd have to, you know, obviously withstand that pressure. And and of course, um, then getting that red card, which was really unfortunate, and that really put us on the back foot. And then also, I suppose, which was really tough to take, was uh, their first try was uh, from a from a knock on, which was certainly uh, conceded by the, the refereeing panel. Afterwards, uh, there was a knock-on that went undetected. So, yeah, but um, we weren't good enough on the day. And um, and Australia, you know, you have to congratulate them for their performance. And and but we've got to take a lot out of that performance because um, there were times where we looked very, very good in that. And we've just got to take that into the World Series and and uh, build up in the World Series to, to having a successful crack at, uh, at the repercharge. Yeah, is it easy to move on and take the positives out of that? Is there a risk that players will sort of, you know, the the frustration or the disappointment will linger, or do you feel the players can uh, move past it? Oh no, I very much said to them they got a lot of self belief out of that game. I mean, Australia's got a very good side. They've been to Germany. They played in the big tournament there. They had possibly eighteen players there. They they um, they've been in Fiji as well, playing the Fiji national team and training games. And we'd gone to New Zealand and played a a couple of games against New Zealand as well. So we've both done a lot in terms of preparation, but they're a good side and we've got a lot of self-belief out of that that we can play. You know, our defence was, was first class, particularly in that first half, and we put a lot of pressure on them and we scored a couple of good tries. And, you know, and you get a lot out of that. You've got to put it behind you. You need to always move forward. And, and I'm, I'm sure that... Uh, that my players will bounce back with that with a lot of confidence. And, um, yeah, the disappointment's there, but it's gone now. We've got to think about our World Series starting in Dubai. In terms of the World Series, uh, you had a couple of new faces that made their international debut at the Oceanias. Uh, and, you know, under your tenure, there's been steady improvements in the World Series performances. Uh, do you believe the team is ready to take another step this time around? Well, we're going to, realistically, we're going to have a crack at top four. You know, I mean, um, I remember uh, we were... Two years ago we were 10th and now we were 6th last year which was a great year for us and 
on the World Series, and we've got real belief now. You know, we're starting to build a little bit of depth, uh, a couple of new players coming in, and and of course it's exciting. And uh, we've worked particularly hard around our conditioning. You know, we've made a lot of. Um, I suppose uh, good choices around even around the nutritional side of what's required in sevens now, and and of course, um, and with that a lot of change. And uh, we train particularly hard. We're, we're looking to upskill in a lot of different areas where we need to get better. And um, hopefully, we can take that what we're learning now and and with a lot of confidence into the these first two tournaments to to start well in that, in that series. Is it easier for you, uh, Gordon, to coach this team now than it was one, two, three years ago? The challenges are always there, uh, don't get me wrong. No, no challenge, because every other team also is saying that it's getting better. I mean, it's a, it's a tough all series now. You've got Ireland in there now as well, so there's, there's really no easy game. So you've got to be on your game week in and week out, and uh, and we know that. And um, But um, I think... To, have a good World Series, you've got to start well in these first two tournaments and uh, that's that's got to be our main goal is, is starting well in Dubai and uh, and hitting these cup championships will put us in a position to, to really uh, nail some points early and, and put pressure on the other teams. You talked about the conditioning. Um, what, has that been the main focus in the off-season? Is there anything you guys have done differently? Well, I've got a new conditioning trainer. I've got Keith Roberts who, who used to been my conditioning trainer with the All Blake Sevens a number of years ago, and he was also with the Hurricanes. And uh, he's a very, very smart operator and, and works particularly well. Um, he's living on the island, and um, he's got a lot of respect, a lot of experience, and uh, he's working my guys very, very hard, which is which is really pleasing. You know, you mentioned obviously there were a couple of uh, debutants uh, in the Oceanias. Uh, how close to full strength are you? With what what sort of a, a pool of players do you have to sort of select from? Well, we had two players missing from the Oceania and, and Milani Matsubal and David Afamasanga, my captain from last year. You know, they've been out with injury and they're still not available for Dubai. But they've still got to come back in, which will strengthen us even more so. But, you know, I think Lossie Filippo, that uh, we've actually he's come from the Wellington Lions team and he's now on my side and uh, he's a very, very good player. You know, he's as young as he is, he's 21 but he's tremendously solid. He's uh, got some good skill sets, a really composed footballer, and I think he's going to produce a lot on the World Series. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure of that. And uh, between now and Dubai, what's uh, what's the plan? What's uh, You guys go back into camp uh, tomorrow, is it? Back into camp tomorrow, starting our work, and uh, and the squad, of course, um, their, uh, their main goal is about forcing my hand, obviously forcing my hand to select them for the next series in and, uh, and Dubai. And... Um, it's competitive, you know, we, we incorporate a lot of trial games and uh, we work particularly hard and then uh, the team gets named next week, which is uh, for a lot of the players, um, it's, uh, it's a massive challenge. And um, But it's uh, something that we're really looking forward to because I think we've got a lot of confidence in the squad now and, um, you know, we got our first game against Canada, followed by Wales and then New Zealand. So we know our first three games are Dubai, so that's our major focus. And how many players have you got contracted this season? We've contracted 17 at the moment. We're allowed to contact up to 22, so I'm sort of actively still looking at players on the island and also offshore. Um, when I say offshore, uh, some New Zealand-based Samoans that are quite keen still to be considered for the for the sevens team, and um, uh, right at this very moment of time, sort of making uh, I suppose choices around that. So um, yeah, you never say never. You always got your your eyes open, looking out for more talent because it's all about creating depth for our team. That's the Samoa men's sevens coach, Sir Gordon Titchens. 
Tongan flanker Zane Capelli is one of 46 rookies named in the New Zealand Super Rugby squads after impressing for the Ikaletahi at the Rugby World Cup. The 27-year-old, who only made his test debut 12 months ago, started all four of Tonga's pool games in Japan and made headlines for a crunching tackle on England number 8 Billy Vunipula on the opening weekend. Skills and assistant backs coach for the Ikaletahi, Peter Alatini, says his elevation is well earned. He's 27, so, um, but he's really matured and, and, and obviously an opportunity that uh, he's going to take going forward. Well, what was he like in that Tongan camp? Because, you know, he only made his test debut 12 months ago. He's, um, but, but, you know, we saw, especially in that test against the All Blacks and Hamilton and, and on a few occasions at the World Cup, he's, he's a physical bloke. He, you know, doesn't take a backward step and, you know, really makes an impact. It's funny, Vinny, because um, when we lost a number eight um, in the tour to um, Wales in, in, in our UK uh, autumn tour last year, um, he was probably our third choice just trying to look at, at, at number eight to fulfil the space. I think Nasi um, was unavailable. So, And it was while we were in Spain, we were looking through and, and, and then he popped up. And, and the fact that we just saw some some hard grit and, and, and the way he worked, his work rate, um, playing for Bay of Plenty, um, we felt that's probably where we needed a guy like that at the time. But um, when, he, when he showed up as a stature and, and where he was at, we, we, you know, we knew that there had to be some work done off-season for him to, to really put his hand up for the World Cup. Um, and, and, and he did that. He put on extra, um, I think, eight to ten kilos because he was a guy who couldn't uh, sustain weight but he, he went he went really looking looking towards that and um and he only really outstandingly uh, only played Chiefs development and and, and, and club football <laughs> leading into his selection into PNC. Um but from there on he just took every opportunity that he got. Um and, and they just he just keep growing and and one of his his his, uh, his, his backbones around that is a strong uh, he has a strong faith in, in himself and, and also in Christianity as well as a strong strong faith. So, um, and he just he just kept uh, he knew where his goal was and, and every opportunity for him was was a was a chance to to solidify himself going forward to the World Cup. So, so he really did um, take every opportunity um, when he got given. And uh, did, did you have a, a friendly word in the ear of the uh, Highlanders coaches? Did you were you pumping him <laughs> up uh, trying to get him a gig? Look. When we spoke, when we were in Japan during the World Cup, um, it came across that um, that he said that, that through his agent that there may be there were possible um, uh, whispers around uh, the Highlanders looking at him. Um, and at that time, I said, "Look, if, if that's the case, uh, I'll I'll make a phone call or, or a text and just ask if there was if there was the genuine interest around it. And then from there, if if, if uh, Majin." Uh, and his crew were, were keen to explore more. Um, what is it from our end, knowing that we're in camp at the moment and that they would want from us? Um, and it just so happened that was the, the conversation, and, and then um, and then pretty much left it at that. And Mage, Mage came back and said, "Oh, they they had another loose here that they were looking at, but they had been keeping a good close eye at Zane at the World Cup, and obviously the, the hit on on Billy did help as <laughs> it went viral, and and everyone saw that, but." Just in terms of even from from my experience down in um, the Highlanders, even just even briefly, um, when I got the opportunity to be down in, in their camp while we were in Brisbane for those teams, seeing what majors was building there, I knew the environment and, and where what Zane was. I knew it'd be a perfect fit 
um, you know, should should he get the opportunity. So, yes, I, I did make some some contacts, but in, in actual fact, like I said to Zane, it was around his play and his performance that was going to really get him over the line. Um, and 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 that's and at the end of the day, that's what it was. And, and then a position maybe a little bit more aligned to your own in the midfield. Uh... Uh, Fetule Paya, who's I think played sevens and fifteens for Tonga, although only a couple of tests. Uh, most recent one back in 2017. Um, you know, obviously he impressed in the Mitre Ten Cup and gets himself an opportunity at the Crusaders as well. So it's not just you know um, starting Ikalatahi Internationals. You, you've got some players on the fringe now too that are also earning their contracts uh, in Super Rugby, which is traditionally difficult uh, for Pacific players. Um, so it must be, especially when you have the likes of Sialu Pieto sort of stepping down, and clearly there's some um, opportunities there in midfield uh, at international level. It'd be great to see somebody like him getting an opportunity too. Totally, Vinny. Like, mate, they're, they're, we try to chase him hard um, when we got the injury to Tutabaki, um, and uh, he, he unfortunately turned us down, but we, we understood where he was there, and he was fighting hard and uh, to get into the Tasman starting play. He was on the fringes, but more so, he wanted to pick up a contract with the Crusaders. And again, we'll get a breeding ground for a kid that's available for Tonga to learn under his trade. So I think I think as, as, as disappointed as we were as a country not to have him during um, the World, Rugby World Cup, but how pleasing is it that he picks up a contract under the best team in Super Rugby, um, defending champions, and going to be coached under Razor Robinson and, and, and his crew. So for us, just having Fatuli Payan into that space is fantastic. And going forward, again, like, like you mentioned, um, to come back into the Tongan uh, squad when he's available will be, will be just huge um, going forward for, for Ikaletahi. That's former All Black and current Tonga assistant coach Peter Alatini. The Fiji Rugby League team are already looking ahead to next year after earning promotion into Pool A of the Oceania Cup. The Bati came from behind to beat Papua New Guinea 22-20 in Christchurch on Saturday, which secured top spot in Pool B and a place alongside New Zealand and Tonga in the top tier next year. Coach Brandon Costin wasn't impressed with their final performance, but says he was glad they were able to secure the Oceania Shield by winning both of their games. We won an ugly sort of contest, and uh, I think that was quite an achievement in itself to uh, get over the top of PNG by not playing at our best, but, but still able to get the result. And I think that's a really good progression for our young players. What do you put the difficulties that your side had down to? Um, I would say the leftover residue from such a good win. I mean, we didn't go out and celebrate or anything like that after we beat Samoa because every Fiji Bati camp is a dry camp, like there's no alcohol. You know, we discussed the win over Samoa. We discussed the positives and negatives that come from that. And one of the negatives was believing that you could just go out this week against what were supposed to be lesser opposition and put 40 points on. You can't do that. You've got to learn to restart at each contest and build a platform and get into the game. And, you know, you start to use cliches, but you're talking about arm wrestles and game of two halves. But you've really got to start again on how to build pressure on the opposition and how to grind out wins. And the score looks after itself. And I think we've got a really young squad, and we spoke about this all week, but it didn't quite sink in. Now, after the contest, and they go, yeah, now we see what you're talking about. 
because, you know, during the week, I'd say, you know, that wasn't our best training session. So that's making me nervous that we're not as switched on as we should be for this game. And the young players go, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, it's under control. We've got this. And that's a learning process and, and something that we really needed. You know, as underdogs, it was so easy to go in against Samoa and find, you know, reasons to want to fight hard and work hard and, you know, and, and gain some sort of recognition. But then going in as overwhelming favourites, you've got to learn not to just turn up and expect to win. The Pacific Test has obviously been going on for a number of years and, and that's one game in June. And then, you know, if you're lucky, you, you have a game later in the year as well. But do you think just the mere concept of having back-to-back test matches, actually having a game, be it good or bad, uh, and then getting the chance to deliver again and, and back up again and... You know, yeah, that was a real bonus for us. Yeah, that was a real. So, but like Samoa had a really good game against PNG in June. Really, you know, and they had good results in the nines. But then they went out, you know, and played with all that in the background. I bet if they played the next week, they would have rectified all of those things and shown, you know, the world that they are a powerhouse. Going into twenty twenty, uh you know you're going to be in that top group in the Oceania Cup. You've got matches against Tonga and New Zealand. Obviously, Australia won't be a part of it. Um, so um, when does the planning for that begin and, and, and what will your side have to do to step up and ensure they can compete at that higher level? My mind started ticking over, looking forward to playing New Zealand and Tonga the very minute that full-time siren went because out on the field, New Zealand were warming up as we were celebrating the win, you know, and you're watching the professionalism, the athleticism of that New Zealand side, and you're going, my God, like, we will be playing them next year. So my mind was ticking over straight away. So we can't wait until this time next year to start focusing on that opposition. It's really difficult that you've got 25 to 30 players that all play NRL or Super League and we have to find a way to keep the connection with that group. We've got to find a way that they can concentrate on their day-to-day jobs of, of playing NRL or Super League, but somehow have this extra vision of the future on the butty and how we can collectively improve through um, probably connecting online more than face-to-face. Uh, we do have a proposal in place to maybe... Go and visit our players. You know, we've got like 15 in Sydney or five in Brisbane or 10 in Melbourne. But to go and catch up and reconnect, because really all we're trying to do is bring them back to the uh, Fiji Bhatti culture. You know, a little reminder. That's the Fiji Rugby League coach, Brandon Coston. And that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, you can listen to this and other programs on our website, rnzi.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. 
remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.